You are listening to the Crossing Anchor Podcast in Detroit, Michigan. So glad to have you with us today. If this encourages you or helps, please share the word and bless others as well. Let's start with today's content. So, today's message is on this rock. Somebody say rock. rock. Say it like you mean it. Rock. rock. Say it with an Australian accent. Rock. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was going to sound like. <laughs> rock. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh, uh, on this rock, Matthew 16, Peter, Peter, he's the rock guy. Peter is the rock guy. He talks about rocks in his gospel, 1 Peter. He talks about cornerstones a lot. Acts 4, when he talks about the cornerstone there, it's a rock. Uh, His name means rock. And in Matthew 16, there's other rocky stuff. So he's like the biggest stoner in the Bible. (laughs) All right, Matthew 16. Such a dad joke. All right. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Interesting question. They replied, some say, some say in this room, some say, say some say. Some say, some say, some some people say this. Jesus has a reputation out there in Detroit, sure. John the Baptist, others say, say others say. Others say Elijah and still others, Jeremiah and one of the prophets. So people talk, whatever, whatever they think Jesus is. And then Jesus turns the question on them and and says this, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? That's an important question. Yeah. Who, who is Jesus to you? Yeah. You could write that in your notes. Who is Jesus to me? How, how do you answer that question? Who is Christ to you? Who is Jesus to you? Who do you say that? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, which means anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, or in other words, this was not revealed to you by human thinking, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, which means rock, somebody say rock, Rock. say it like an Australian, (laughs) that you are Peter, which means rock, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell or the gates of Hades, or that means the agenda of hell, will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, that's a pretty good deal. That there is spiritual keys that you and I have in life if we build our life off the revealed Christ, off the revelation of Christ. Jesus, every time we come into an open heaven, which is church, every time we come, because the Bible says the church is the gate of heaven, every time that we come into a place with other believers, whether it's your, uh, what do you, do you call it, connect groups, what do you call it, dinner parties, every time you go to a dinner party, Bible study, or anything, heaven opens up and Christ is revealing himself. And it's not hard to experience Christ or hear Christ's word. I never want you to believe a lie that it's really difficult to know Jesus. It's not. He's there, knocking on the door of our heart. The moment we turn to Him, the Bible says the veil is lifted and Jesus reveals Himself to us. And this is the building blocks of life. Your life is meant to be built off some substance. What is the substance that builds life into your life? What is the... And Jesus giving us and saying, on this rock I will build you. 
I will build you, Peter, and I will build you and you and you and you, John, and I will build everybody, everybody in this room. Jesus wants to build you. As he builds you, he builds the church because you and I are living stones, a part of a fabric, a mosaic of stones, the church. So Jesus is building your life right now. In this word, he's revealing something to you that is a building block. It's something that if you extract it, and make it a part of you, the revealed Christ, that you become better. You leave here better. You ought to leave God's presence better. You always do. So the question is, well, is it reliable? How many people hate it when you want to rely on something, you're counting on something, and it lets you down? Does anybody get let down in life? Okay, where are all the other people that just didn't tell the truth right now? who gets let down in life? I don't know if there's people watching online. Everybody watching online is like, man, yeah, I get like, I get, everybody gets let down all the time. I hate it. Reliability is a really important thing. Yeah. It's awesome. But, you know, there's a bunch of things that aren't reliable. And I hate it when you, you know, you, you go to your favorite coffee shop. And, but then all of a sudden they stop training the baristas. And what used to be great coffee now is just a letdown. It's like, man, I can't believe I'm paying $17 for this Cortado. <laughs> And now, and, and it sucks. I used to rely on this business. But then we, we stopped focusing on the, what was essential to the experience. And, I, you know, I want to tell you, I've had like a hundred coffees at Madcap and it's reliable every time. And, and it, reliability is just, it blesses you. You know, you watch, you watch a show and you're counting on the writers of this show. Anybody binge Netflix through the pandemic or whatever you do? I don't know. Anyone go to some old shows that you haven't watched for a, a while? Like, but I hate it when you get to the end and you're like, I'm re- really relying on, I'm the kind of guy that likes happy endings, every bow tied up, every, anyone else like that? You like the happy endings, you like every question answered and you watch this whole show and anybody got to the end of Lost and it was a complete letdown. I was counting, I was counting on not being lost at the end of Lost and I was so lost. What is even the island? Are they dead? Are they not? Anyone else? I don't know if you remember that show, but it would, to me, I was counting on it and it was a complete letdown. Like, what is, did they, what was the black smoke? Did they kill it? Why are there polar bears? Why are there polar bears in the show? I don't have an answer on that. I lost sleep for weeks after that. Counting on something, wanting something reliable, and it's just not reliable in the end. I heard Game of Thrones ended that way, but I'm a Christian and I don't watch shows like that. Amen. I don't know. But we, uh, the building block of Jesus revealed Christ is reliable every time. But many Christians in church, in other churches, not cross an anchor, we tend to build our lives off other stones, other false rocks, other rocks that promise reliability. But when we try and establish our life on those rocks, it's like the man that builds his house on the sand. I don't, but we think the sand is rocky. And then it's not until the storms of life come that blow us around a little bit. And I, I just think that the pandemic really shook a lot of our homes, shook a lot of our lives. And we realized that there are many things that maybe we had been building our lives off that weren't as reliable as we thought. And Jesus said, like, I'm going to build, my, I'm going to build you off this rock. And the question is, what's this rock? What is this rock? What's this rock? Like, well, what about this rock, Jesus? Or what about that rock, Jesus? Or what about the other rock, Jesus? And Jesus is like, I don't know about those rocks, but I'm not going to build you off those rocks because those rocks 
They try and promise you life, but they can never deliver what only I can deliver. So what about the rock of money and possessions in the pandemic? You know, if I have enough money, you can buy your way out of a lot of things. And we want Jesus to sometimes bless that rock. Like we come to Jesus and Lord, I want to seek you. And, and sometimes we, come, we bring our rocks to church and we're like, Lord, would you bless the rock that I'm bringing you? God, bless my business more. And we get frustrated and we wonder why he's not blessing what we're bringing to him. And he's like, well, stop bringing me those rocks because I'm not building your life off those rocks. And so money and possessions, but we couldn't buy our way out of the pandemic. It happened to everybody. Didn't matter how much money we had. It wasn't a rock that would give us life. I remember going to prayer many times through the pandemic and God would keep giving me the same answer. Trust me. And I'm like, that's a really frustrating answer, Jesus. And he's like, trust me. It's me. Just trust me. I got you. Doesn't matter what life throws at you. Doesn't matter what society goes through. Doesn't matter what global, doesn't matter what spiritual pandemic you go through, what mental health issue you're facing. There are certain rocks that you might try and find life from that will let you down. And Jesus didn't say, I'm going to build you off this rock. He said, I'm going to build you off this rock. So what is this rock? What about other things in the pandemic? Stature and influence is a rock that we build many times. Education and ideology, like ideologies. If I have enough cognitive education and philosophy and education becomes power. And in this power, like if I can kind of have these ideologies and build my world off these things, or I don't know what... But stature and influence never got anyone through that. If anything, when we fell in the pandemic or when we crashed in the pandemic, the more stature and influence we had, the harder we fell. So that rock didn't kind of work. So why do we go after stature and influence so much? And Jesus, I'm bringing my rock of influence to the church. And Lord, would you bless me and give me more influence? He's like, I don't know about that. Maybe what we're praying for, God doesn't want to answer because it's not the rock that he wants to build in our lives. What about power? power? Now, I'm not saying that we're a power-hungry people, but if we had a little bit more power, maybe we could have a little bit more control. But how many people felt way out of control in the pandemic? I'm someone, and I don't mind, like, a little bit of control around my life. And when I don't have control, I feel anxious. I get anxiety. But isn't it funny that when we take all our supplication to God and we say, and He just says, we'll be anxious for nothing. And we're like, but there's so many reasons to be anxious. And he's like, well, I'm Emmanuel with you. And I said, on this rock, I'll build you. I'm not going to build you off more power. I'm not going to build more control into your life because you're not meant to ever have control anyway. I want to have control. Can I remind you that I am God and you're not? And I'm like, God, I don't want that answer for my prayer. I just want you to give me more control so I can handle business. And God's like, you're never meant to handle business. Number one, don't build your life off the wrong rocks. There are right rocks and there are wrong rocks. And we, couldn't, we shouldn't build our life off the wrong rocks. We often bring some of these rocks to church and say, God, would you bless this rock I'm trying to build my life off? And we get frustrated that he hangs on the answer. God, would you bless, can you give me more of this in my life? This is what I'm praying for. And he's like, well, consider what I'm praying for, son. Considering, consider what I'm praying for, daughter. I'm praying that you would just be close to me and you'll have everything that you need. And maybe Jesus is a little concerned to answer our prayers because we're going to be like the prodigal son that said, the prodigal son from Luke 15, 
He said, can I have everything? Can, I, can you answer all my prayers? Can I have my inheritance? What did the prodigal son do when he got his inheritance? He left the father. And many Christians might be like that when we bring our stuff to Jesus and we're like, would you bless me? And he's like, well, I'm just concerned that if I give you everything that you're praying for, that you're going to depart the very thing that you need. If God gave you everything you're praying for, would He still have relationship with you? If God answered your prayer request and said, I'm going to give you all that money that you think you need, would you still depend on Him? If I gave you all that power that you think you need, would you still rely on my strength? Or would then you just return back to relying on your own human strength? This rock, I'll build my church. Not this rock. Not this rock. Not this rock. Not this rock. Not that rock. Not the rock of love in relationships. Not the rock of drugs and alcohol. Not the rock of like friends out there. No, no, no. Christ. On this rock, I will build you. So Peter points this out in 1 Peter chapter 2. I told you that we had two passages. 1 Peter chapter 2. And he, he centers us cross an anchor around the rock that is the cornerstone for our lives. And I want to I read you the passage because it's, it's super rocky. It's a rocky passage. Check this out. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. As you come to Him, and thank you for coming to church today because you've done just that. You've come to Christ. As you come to Him, the living stone, it's a rock, the living stone, rejected by humans, rejected by most of Detroit, rejected by humans, but chosen by God as the precious, as precious to Him. You also, like living stones, turn to the person next to you and say, you're a living rock. You are a living stone. You're being built. You are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For Scripture says... I lay a stone on this rock. I lay a stone in Zion. A chosen and precious cornerstone. Somebody say cornerstone. Cornerstone. Say rock like an Australian. Cornerstone. And the one who trusts. And the one that trusts. And the one that trusts. In him. The stone is a him. The stone is a person. If you're in good company, like I feel like I'm in good company, many times I trust in other things that's not the cornerstone. And the one that trusts in Him will never be put to shame. Now you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who don't believe, the stone the builders rejected, the stone the builders rejected, you and I have to reject the right rocks. You and I accept and reject rocks that we build our life on every single moment of every single day. The question isn't, are you rejecting a rock? The question is, are you rejecting the right rocks? You and I feel tempted all the time to take on rocks that cannot build our lives. Verse 8, a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message which is what they were destined for. Every person in Detroit is destined to build their life off the chief cornerstone. Just because they're destined for it doesn't mean that they will walk in their destiny. But for as long as Cross and Anchor exists, we are going to fight and we are going to strive. 
with everything that exists in us that another person and another person and another person will forsake some other rocks that they're trying to find life in and that they will find the only rock that will build their life. On this rock, I will build my church. And you, verse 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. God is always calling us out of light, but the only way we walk in light is if we trust in that rock. We cannot walk in the light of the destiny that we have if we trust in another rock. We have to trust in the rock that is Jesus. And just because you're in church today doesn't necessarily mean that every area and every category of your life is, in fact, placing full dependence and trust on the cornerstone. Are there rocks that exist in your life that God is calling you to now reject? Is all your financial economy, all all the problems you have in life are fit in three categories, finances, relationships, and health. So is your health built on the rock of Christ? Is your relationships built off the rock, rock of Christ? And is your finances built off the rock of Christ? And maybe there's some rocks that have crept in that we're building off and we're wondering why we're not experiencing fruit. And Jesus is just waiting for us to reject them. Number two, recognize the right rock. recognizing the right rocks becomes clear as we spend time with Jesus. How do you know what the right rocks are and what the wrong rocks are? Because remember, the devil parades like a false light, an angel of light. So the right rocks look really good. So Peter encountered Jesus and he encountered Jesus because he, he knew the right rock because he had spent time with Jesus. You and I need an encounter with Christ. That's why it's so important to come to church every week is because this is a time where you will encounter Christ. And then from his time spending with Jesus, marinating, spending time in this relationship, he was able to answer the question, who do you say I am? As you and I spend time with Christ, we recognize what Jesus is, what the rock solid foundation is, and what it's not. If we do not spend time with Christ... We don't know. It's too foreign to us. So he said, some say this, others say that. What do you say? Your encounter with Christ can't be borrowed by the person sitting next to you. So you can only be obedient for yourself. And the person worshipping in church next to you, they might have a... They might have an encounter of Jesus, and they might be building, this is, this is even in the, in the sake of marriage, a husband cannot borrow his wife's relationship with Jesus. A wife cannot steal her husband's relationship with Jesus. You are sitting where you are, the question is, is do you have your own personal, Jesus said, who do you say I am? Jesus is saying, I know Pastor Josh Bowers knows who I am, But the question is, who do you say Jesus is? Well, I know what people on the internet say about Jesus. I know what the gossip in Detroit says about Jesus. Some people talk about Jesus like this. Others talk about Jesus like this. Some say, some say, some say, some say. That doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter what your friends say about Jesus. It doesn't matter what your parents say about Jesus. It doesn't matter what your child says about Jesus. It doesn't matter what your neighbor says about Jesus. The question is, what do you say? How is your personal, 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 personal encounter with Christ? How is your personal encounter with Christ? When was the last time God came out of heaven and implanted himself in you like the chief cornerstone so that when you get out of your house, your feet are like standing on a rock, like a man that builds his house on the rock. And when anything throws itself at you, you're not relying on someone's, you're not relying on borrowed faith. You're not relying on someone else's relationship with Jesus. You yourself have had an encounter with the living God. And you know that he is Messiah and the, de- and the gates of hell, the agenda of death that tries to come and take your marriage, the agenda of death that tries to get you back on drugs, the agenda of death that tries to come against your relationships, the agenda of death that tries to come against your economy, the agenda of death that's got an agenda against your life, it cannot prevail. Why? Not because someone else has a relationship with Jesus, because you do. Because you do. The substance, the essence, the core of Christ is on the inside of your spirit. And no demon, no devil, no nothing that comes against your life can prevail. Because you're hungry for God. Really echo in here. You can really. So your life is built into a place of flourishing and fruitfulness, not because someone else knows Jesus, but because you do. Because you are hungry. I can't stop looking at you. The call of God on your life is ridiculous. Don't waste it, the Holy Spirit says. I don't believe you are, but I, li- I believe. What's your name? Godwin. I mean, that's like just prophetic as it is. God wins. Okay, just follow your own namesake and you're going to be fine. But isn't that, the, there's so many rocks that can't win. God wins. But the call of God on your life is ridiculous, man. You know it. You've had words. You know it. And you're good. And I just feel that God's got a big highlighter from heaven. He's just like, come on, Goldwyn. Let's go. Exactly. Amen. I'll get the, I'll get the uh, keys up. And when, I, when the preacher gets the keys up, you know he's about to land the plane. We can move on. You can't borrow someone else's relationship with Jesus. I went to Bible school and you, you want to come up, MJ? You're awesome, man. How many people love MJ? He's just... Um, When I went to Bible school, um, when I was uh, in 2003, one of the first things on orientation day is we had to stand in a circle and all pray. And everybody sounded so spiritual. Everybody was using like super deep hermeneutics and theology and everybody was quoting all these scriptures and I felt intimidated because I had nothing. And what I did is I just parroted, I mimicked what everybody else was praying in my prayer. I just copied them. And... uh, and there was no power in it. It didn't work. And I felt the Holy Spirit convict me and say, Sam, just take the small piece of me that you have 
and pray that. Don't borrow someone else's. There are, there are plenty of people that are way more educated than you and I in Christian theology and all this stuff out there in the world. It's not going to do you any good borrowing someone else's bread. Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Don't go stealing. Don't be a bread thief. You can't steal. God has bread for you. It's fresh bread. It's himself. And if you eat the bread that he's given you, just the one revelation, the one verse, the one thing, and you start building, it is a reliable building block. It is like the coffee shop and the barista that always makes perfect coffee. It will never let, that bread will never, that bread will never let you down. Let's build our lives off the only reliable building material, the only reliable rock. And that's the last point. Jesus is the only rock that gives us life. My encouragement to you today is that you would have the courage to let go of any rock that Jesus didn't give you. I pray that you and I would have the courage to take hold and trust in the cornerstone. Peter said this. He said, I see a stone laid in Zion. It's the, it's the chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who puts that trust in this stone will never be put to shame. And then later he says, the stone the builders rejected. The stone the builders rejected. So here's the picture. There's these dudes and they're building stone houses. They're building walls, like Nehemiah, building a wall. Every time they pick up a rock, they inspect it. Okay, we can build off that one. This one's reliable. Place it. Then they take the next one, they inspect it. No, this one's not reliable. Discard it. That's exactly what you and I do every single day. Every single day with Jesus, we take the bread of heaven. Is this God? Is this his word? Is this Christ? Does it line up with scripture? Does it line up with Christian history? Does it line up with, yeah, it does. I can build off this. That's the cornerstone. And the Holy Spirit helps us. He reminds us, the Bible says, of everything that the Lord has said. And I just encourage you to do that in your life. Take all the rocks from out, inside your life, inside your heart, take all the rocks, put them out on the table, and just have a look. The, the cornerstone that the builders rejected. Okay, I'm just going to make sure I'm not that guy. So I'm looking at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a word from Jesus. I'm going to put that one back in. Take up the next one. You know what? That's a little bit of human strength right there. Jesus never gave me that. I need to depend on him. Flick that. Next one. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a word for my marriage. I remember that. I forgot about that. I'm just going to, that's, that's the bread of life right there. I'm just going to put that one back in. I'm going to build my life off that. Oh, wait, there's the one right next to it that flesh and blood tried to give me. It was like that really good advice and that if I follow this advice, eventually, you know, if it doesn't work out, I might have to end up in divorce. Yeah, yeah, uh, I actually think that's flesh and blood. That's a little bit of humanity. Okay, I better flick that one. It's going to take a little bit of faith to believe on just the Jesus rocks. But isn't that what it's all about anyway? So as I started this word, 
I talked about Peter being the rocky guy. And when they looked at him, they're like, we don't understand how amazing these guys are. But what we do recognize is they're people that have been with Jesus. So if you could just bow your head and close your eyes in the room right now. And if you're watching online, just take this moment with Christ. Jesus is here. In this room right now. And there are people. Well, I mean, we've been building our lives like we, we build our lives. And there are people in this room and you're like, man, I could really use one of those fresh words right now. I could really use Jesus to speak to me right now. And Jesus said, on the rock, that's the revelation of Jesus, I will build your life. There are people that are facing a crisis. There are people that are facing a relational crisis, financial crisis, health crisis, and you need a new word. And I want to tell you that the very thing that Jesus said, I'll build your life from, that cornerstone, it's right here in this atmosphere right now. You are people that have been with Jesus. We are in this room. We are with Christ right now. He is moving right now. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, over every person with their eyes closed and their head bowed, Lord, speak your word. Reveal yourself. Reveal, and we will build off this rock. Somebody say, this rock. We will build off this rock. Somebody say, this rock. This is the chief cornerstone and it's laid down in front of us and it will never leave you in shame. I am sorry, with your, with your eyes closed, I am sorry that there are other things that have left you with shame. I'm sorry there are other things that you have relied on that have let you down. I'm sorry that you've placed your faith in certain things and it's dropped the ball in your life and it's let you down. It's left you wanting. It's left you in shame. But the good news at Cross and Anchor Church today is that Jesus is here for you. And if you rely on Him, you will never be left in that place of shame. You will never be left wanting. You can count on Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you need to give your life to Jesus, either for the first time or you need to recommit your life to Christ. You know that your life, that you've been building it off something else and you're like, today is the day I need to make a fresh confirmation that Jesus is my cornerstone. I need to recommit my life to Him. If that's you here today, with nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed, you feel like, man, I need to give my heart to Jesus. I need to invite Him back into my life. If that's you right now, can I ask you to raise your hand? I'm not going to invite you to the front. I'm just going to pray a prayer. Is there anybody here today? Today's the day. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Is there anybody else? Thank you. I saw that second, third hand. Is there anybody else? Today's the day. I want to commit my life to Christ for real, or I want to recommit my life to Him. Is there anybody else in the room? That's me. I don't want to build my life off anything else anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody else? The reason I'm counting hands is I just want you to know what Josh said before is you never need to be alone. Sometimes knowing there are other people in the room that are facing similar things to you, it gives you courage. Anybody else? Today's the day. I believe there are people online too watching this that are responding. Awesome. Just stand to your feet, church. 
for those people that raise their hands, we're going to pray this prayer together as a whole church community. You're just going to repeat the words after me. It's a simple prayer that makes your life right with Christ. And maybe even if you didn't lift your hand, but you're like, yeah, this is real for me. I need to make my life right with Christ. As Christians, the, Jesus said, pray this prayer. Give us today's bread, this daily bread. Every single day, we've got to work out which rocks we're discarding and which th that we can keep the cornerstone in our life. I do it every day. What rocks have I brought on, God, that's not you? Let's pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus. Come on, let's pray it with faith. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on a cross for me. Forgive me of my sin. Make me new right now. Help me rely on you as my cornerstone, as my Savior, as my Lord. And nothing else. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Cross and Anchor podcast from Detroit, Michigan. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and share this with others. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. And let's live our lives on purpose.